don't know. Right. Yeah. Okay, guys. Go on to the intro. Guys, one, two, three, on. They asked me to do the introduction today. Welcome to uh, IFTV, the best po- uh, podcast and the broadcast of uh, soccer uh-huh. on uh, the entire United States and the world. And universe. Okay. And uh, we are uh, actually uh, just joined in. I just joined in because I was freezing my butt outside. And as you can see, I'm wearing a new uh, a new top over here. This is the the Campobasso top. Campobasso is gonna he's got a uniform that it looks like an AC Milan uniform. And uh, this is the prediction that Campobasso in the next uh, I would say three to four years, top five years is gonna be joined the Serie A, and he's gonna be fighting uh, Inter Milan. Actually, he's gonna be winning against Inter Milan, and maybe tying against AC Milan. So uh, for my friends of Campobasso, Nicola and uh, Matteo. Um, Welcome to the podcast and uh, make sure you follow us and uh, we'll keep you updated on all the scores and uh, and uh, the news. Okay? Anthony, Mike, you, did you want to say anything? I want to say something. Go ahead. You've come in with a lot of attitude. Oh, right? yeah. I got a lot. A lot, got a lot of energy. Listen, I, got, I have a lot of questions to ask myself and the answer they're coming up to at the same time. Yeah. Because I know you guys are not going to ask me. I think your mind question is number one. Fast question number one will be, <laughs> hey, Antonio, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's going on? AC Milan is still in first place? Yes. Do you still have five <laughs> points? Yes. Okay. Undefeated? Undefeated? Yes. Best team in Italy? Well, do, do we win with Ibrahimovic? <laughs> even without Ibrahimovic? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But, but you know what? I'm going to let you guys ask me. So right now, just let me not get ahead of myself. You go ahead. Introduce there the, must the be podcast. There's a lot of crumbs on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> You've been feasting. Yes. But there's some good crumbs. It's good like crumbs. Tasty crumbs. Right? Like Peter Luger's or something. Yeah. You, know? you guys <laughs> actually really good. You guys don't look that happy. I mean, you're smiling a little bit, but you don't look that happy, right? Well, Milan won. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled. His guy here, his father, this guy here, Gaetano, was saying, oh, you know, we all predicted AC Milan to win. I guess this is time for them to lose. So he was hoping for some uh, some uh, major upset jinx. on AC Milan. Yeah, jinx, he was okay. trying to jig it up. So uh, tell the old man over there, I said, uh, Keep his jinx for himself, okay? From now on, he's not, uh, he's not entitled to jinx AC Milan. He's not entitled. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Um, guys, welcome to the podcast. It feels like a little while since we've done a podcast. Yeah, it does, reason. right? Long time. Right? Why is that? Long though? time. You know, I, think it, I think it was because the, um, the league ended. We, we had Monday games, and we ended right. up recording with Ludovico and now with us. Oh, I think right. that's why. The Maradona so we kind of lost it, right? yeah, and then yeah, Maradona. Right. So it's been a weird week. Yes. Um, and a weird week also for... Our Italian teams uh, this round, what what like? <laughs> there's sometimes that I'm watching these games and I'm just confused with who's gonna come out. Like I was watching the the Roma match, mm-hmm. Roma Sassuolo, and I was expecting a, a different game. I was expecting a fiery, crazy game. I didn't see that personally. I no, mean, it actually was a good there, game. There, I gotta be honest with a, you. I mean, it was a pretty good game. There was a lot of controversial stuff. I feel like uh, Roma were a bit unlucky with what happened. Uh, they got a goal taken away. They hit the post, and I feel like they should have got a penalty. And oh, Sass- no. what do you mean on who's? They played against Sassuolo. I know, I know, I seen that. I feel like Roma should have got the three points. I feel like Sassuolo got a little lucky that they escaped with uh, with a draw. And Roma were playing with one less man, and they were, I feel like they were still playing pretty much uh, better. But deserving knows uh, the knows how to get points. I feel like out of it, even though you know, even if. It's hard for him to lose, especially well, this season. We're going to have to speak about mm. handballs. Obviously, that was a big yeah, talking yeah. point today with Milan um, and then also with Roma. Uh, so we'll get to that. We also we have a, a message here from Mustafa who says, Peter didn't show up to the studio on Wednesday with Inter. That's right. I heard rumors on uh, that. I mean, that you, you think there's a jinx going on in this studio. There's something Inter. here. Maybe there's like a dead cow. You know that we love you guys. We love you guys. Maybe. It would smell the whole studio. Listen. Maybe it's deep, deep down somewhere. (laughs) 
deep, deep. In the Listen, this is not the Yankees and the Red Sox where uh, they thought that they buried under the old exactly. stadium. They bore, they did bury the bat of uh, Babe Ruth or whatever the case might be. This is not soccer. Is soccer, okay? Mm-hmm. So there is no such a jink. The only jink that you guys have is Conte. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is the biggest jink that you have, and you escaped likely. You didn't deserve to escape with the win, but you managed to win the okay, game. We deserved it. You deserved game, it. And then the game kind of fell apart in the in the second half. You have to be able to at the three one control it. But yeah, okay. We can start I off with the Inter. Well. Yeah, one right. one of the things that we had said while we're watching the game, Michael actually brought this up. He said Conte uh, Lukaku deserves Conte's twelve million euro salary because Lukaku is unbelievable. You know why I'm getting to like Conte? I've been telling you. I'm getting to love him. You know why? Because I find out. No, no, I'm not sarcastic. Okay. I actually listen, Conte. Whatever I told you about up to now, I take it back. You taking twelve million euro not from the Italian government. You take it from a, a Chinese government. So China is paying him. So well, even the, if the, they pay, no, please ask for more money. The yeah. more they pay you, the better it is. You, you want Inter to go down that, that much that uh, you want them to pay a coach that you even don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Antonio has taken it so far that he's going towards the business route of you want Inter crippled financially. Yes. Wow. Okay. wow. Uh, can I, let me just Is say about Lukaku, finish? 46 yeah. goals <laughs> in 64 matches since joining Inter. Which is an oh, outrageous lucky. Oh, lucky. no, which is an outrageous number. Uh, credit also to Conte, where he said uh, he begged for Lukaku. Everybody criticized, you know, a huge money move, and there's without a doubt that Lukaku has been the best player um, in the past year or two for for Inter. Oh, everybody was worried. Oh, Icardi leaving. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna step up? That number nine. They're not this gonna guy. have anybody to score those goals. But yeah, yada, he comes yada, yada. Yada. This this Milan, this yada, 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 yada. Lukaku has, has filled in that role and more. And more. And more. Yeah. Uh the guy when the times you know, when the time gets rough and tough, he's over there and he makes his you know he makes his uh presence known. You know, as a big guy, but also able to score those goals in late already this season, whether it be in tie- tying versus Borussia, Mojangladbach the first uh, game that they played to scoring the goals this round um, to the Serie A games that he scored goals. So he's been very vital for Inter and we've noticed, uh, you know, what it means when he's out. Yeah, Peter, I agree with you completely, I think. There was a point that Icardi, I really favored him as probably the best, at one point, the best uh, striker in Serie A. He was just so good and I felt like it'll take a lot from Lukaku to replicate him to for Inter fans to uh, forget Icardi. And I think I really can't see any Inter fans missing Icardi. First off, because Lukaku's been so tremendous on and off the field. He's been such a leader, such an example. What does he Strong do off the field, by the way, Mike? What does he do off the field? Not, on not, and off the field. Not what does he do? In the locker room. In the locker room. Such as? What does Icardi do? What has Icardi and his uh, agent done to enter? The agent. The agent is the mo- the best thing that happened to, to Icardi. She's smart. But she's that, negotiating that's why the contract. Third, that's why he's third, uh, third choice at PSG. Doesn't there. matter. It doesn't matter. Still getting paid, Mike. It doesn't matter. As a player, you want to play. Okay, I thought they're both getting money, but who's playing and who's performing? Icardi, everyone forgot about him, as yeah, if listen, he was forgotten. The problem with the, with what? Inter and Icardi is with Palotta, because Palotta didn't Marotta, know when... Marotta, Marotta. sorry. sorry. I was like, Palotta, Marotta, I was like, Marotta didn't like to negotiate with Wanda. Okay, Wanda got the upper hand on this guy here, and this guy here cut Wanda's off, and I said, okay, you're gone. Listen, in the end, also for Conte, Icardi is not a Conte-type 
How do you striker. know that? Because he doesn't know how to hold up the ball. He doesn't know how to turn. Icardi is not going to get the ball from midfield and make anything out of it. He doesn't it's, do he's that. A poacher. He's Icardi's a poacher. He's a poacher. He's an yeah. uh, old school number nine where he's and in the box. that's what you miss. He'll score. <laughs> 100%. But if he has to play to receive the ball, to turn, to make it, he, ha- he never did that. And he doesn't do it. He's not that type of striker. Lukaku's strength and speed and... Everything else, I think, is You're much right, better let's than talk about, Let's right talk now. about relevant uh, things because that's that's more important. Mm. Um, about Inter and their their three one win over Bologna. What were your thoughts? It's an important win, obviously, to to stay in the mix. There's a lot of teams right now that, from fifth place to to first place, you're you're separated by seven points. Um, you know, and it's early in the season, so there's a lot more games to be played. And it's important that Inter are in that mix. Um, they're second place. That being said. It's tough because you had the Champions League last week and you have the Champions League this week. So you're trying to figure out where to uh, reserve some energy from your players. Um, and it was good that Inter were able to get the second goal right before the half so that way they can conserve their energy in the right way. You know, they go up to nothing, even though they give up the 2-1, right away they were able to get the 3-1 and seal the, the deal. Um, it's a game that Inter has to win versus Bologna and they were able to do it. And now they were able, they're able to concentrate on this upcoming Champions League match, which is very, very important. Yeah, if we talk about the Champions League just for a second, since we're talking about Inter, uh, obviously they played uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach in a match that you had to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, even a tie would they have got put, lucky. They even, got even lucky. Even a tie would have put Inter out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won three two. There was uh, obviously controversy at the end where Borussia scored three three, but it was rightly ruled off. Um, because there was interference from the goalkeeper. It was rightly ruled off. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, it yeah. was. But anyway. And and so either way. For everything Inter, on your side, Pete. We love that, okay? For, for Inter we to have go some through, numbers for you. For mm-hmm. Inter to go through on the next round, they must beat Shakhtar, which Shakhtar has picked up six points out of six from Real Madrid. They've had uh, a little bit of an up and down sometimes in the Champions League. You know, it's a weird group. It's a very strange group. Yeah. But... Inter must beat Shakhtar, and they need either Real Madrid to win or lose. Real Madrid cannot tie the match. So, it's not fully in their hands. I do think that Real Madrid will beat Borussia. What about the Biscotto? What about the Biscotto? Of course, the Biscotto, which is, uh, you know, they say in Italy, uh, Biscotto means that both teams are going to play for a tie. They're both going to be like, all right, we each take so a, both a piece qualify. of the, the cookie, mm-hmm. and uh, we get the tie. I love Real that. Real Madrid is not a team to I take I love the that. Biscotto. I like to take the Biscotto and dip it into my coffee. Oh, I'd enjoy it. And I say Inter I hope just, it doesn't crumble on you. Uh, well, even crumble <laughs> is good. I'll yeah. drink it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll drink it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever is left at the bottom, we are bottom feeders, so we'll eat it. Okay. Do you feel confident with the Champions League? Listen, it's not so much about confidence. You gotta. It's out of our hands. We have to win and then see what happens. Uh, right now, we have to have the mentality that we just play our game. We play to, to win in Europa League. And then at the same time, I think... Based on our track record, I think Real Madrid is a team that's going to go for a win, even though a tie could be enough. But the reason why is because if Real Madrid ties, they would be second place. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of first yeah. place teams that could give them trouble. Um, so I think it's important for whoever, whether it be Borussia or Real Madrid, to get that to get that win, to make sure that you guarantee first place. Real Madrid is the Champions League. Guys like that do not go out and say, oh, I'm just going to go tie. No matter what, whether they lose, but they always will go to. But win. if they tie, and especially in a matchup, they're not. But if they tie, it is what it is. But I don't think it would be because of a biscotto. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. 
I don't, agree. Don't go try for the win. Real Madrid saying, will yeah. never do a biscotto in that sense, especially when they're playing. They need to fight for first yeah. place. Okay, let's they're say you win 20 minutes it. before the end of the game, okay? Yeah. And then, uh, even though you don't concat the biscotto because it's against the rules to begin with, don't you think that by slowing down the game and uh, and people not really trying why harder... They, why would they want to finish in second place, though? They have why to would they want to risk yeah, finishing exactly. in second place? It's not like they're automatically guaranteed There is no risk. Yeah, yes, there, there is a risk because they might finish in second. So if they finish in second, what they're going to do? The draw? They're not going to be commanding the draw? Then you have first to play one of the top teams. top teams in other groups. Mm. The first team. It's just a risk. It's yeah. a risk in a place that you're not. You don't have the reward. It's not. It's a different case. If Real Madrid is already in first place, yeah, then exactly. maybe they're going to play some of their their young guys. There's not going to be as much intensity. They're going to think about turnover. It's not the case. So, if, as an Inter fan, I think you focus on yourself. You focus on what you do against Shakhtar. Against Shakhtar, you are at home, and I think a team like Shakhtar is really good when you play in Ukraine. Either way, they're going to be uh, difficult. A little bit of a tricky team at times. Full concentration. Everybody's playing. To get in, that's mm. that's the beauty of this group. If you're an outsider, it's it's a very exciting group. Let me have I have I have a little a little point that I want to make to you because uh, I think you 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 guys are a little bit lost into the translation a little bit. Let me tell you something about it. Real Madrid, the way they've been playing right now, they've been playing like crap. Even if the situation presents to them, they're gonna play for the tie because they are decimated into the starter. They have a lot of people sick, a lot of people injured. Like uh, uh, Ramos. Sergio Ramos is already uh, uh, injured, and few other people are unavailable to uh, uh, to Zidane. So if they find themselves 15, 20 minutes before the end of the game, seeing that there is no light at the end of the tunnel, even the tie will will put them on uh, on the next turn. They're gonna go for it, okay? So uh, and they're not gonna expose themselves to get a goal in the, into a counter-attack from another team, another scrappy team, and then lose to get out of the of the Champions League. So what, what would you be li- li- like, likely to, uh, to accept? You've been eliminated or just, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, play uh, the one of the best of the, the second round? I'll take, I'll take the second choice. But you're talking about the last right. 15 minutes. We're talking right. about that as a, gen- yeah, as a general thing. Yeah. Let's, let's move so on. I, let's we think we're gonna, they're going to go all let out. Let me on tell the, you something. The last Mike, 15, 20 Mike, minutes. Why don't you just let it go on? Yeah, you, you, he's... Yeah, you see him. Yeah, he's... All right. We'll talk about it in the next 20 minutes, the last uh, 20 okay, minutes no when, when the game comes on board. We can make a bet on it if you want. Okay. L- let's move on to talk. Before we get to Juventus, let's talk about Milan since it's fresh on our mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won 2-1 against Sampdoria. Almost lost it at the end. It, it got away from them. The, the last uh, Ekdal had a header at the end where he was really open. It was just over the bar. Sampdoria had a lot of chances going forward. Uh, Milan, again, like you had said, without... Ibrahimovic and yet again they win. They are in first place, five points ahead. Same same uh, ratio as last week, but Milan continuing to show. I had said they need to go into twenty twenty, finish twenty twenty on this high because then you you know you're able to regroup. You're able to see what players you need. Transfer market opens, you know all this kind of stuff. And Milan just continued to show. Pioli showing, um, you know, confidence in his players, in players that some didn't believe in. And Milan continued to keep playing good and, and win. And Donnarumma, by the way, again, uh, mm-hmm. another amazing match. What do you think? Oh, before that, there's I a donation know. for this Milan thing. That, uh, there is a donation. For the Milan. So you Guys, please donate soon. as much as you can. <laughs> if it comes with AC Milan, we accept donation. His we name? accept pennies, dimes, <laughs> uh, nickels, anything. His name's Dan Food. Ma- his name's Dan Maldini also. He's Milanista. He uh-huh. said, super podcast, guys. Anto, do you agree that we needed more experience on the field today against Sampdoria? Sampdoria, we won the game, but it was total chaos. Forza Milan. 
Well, listen, I didn't get to watch the game and I, I just, uh, you show me a couple highlights, but uh, I knew that this was not uh, supposed to be uh, an easy game for us. So we have a few people injured, a few people that, uh, you know, they, they're not playing 100% in the, on their physical condition. Brahim is one of them and uh, Calabria. I mean, I know we just, we lost Kier, Kier, uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, we have, uh, we just scrambling to put the team on the field all the time. But nevertheless, at the end of the day, what counts is the score. We wound up winning 2-1. I was expecting given actually a 2-0 and then we, we took a goal, I guess, uh, two minutes before the end of the game. But nevertheless, hey, listen, if Inter can win, uh, can win against uh, can win, uh, Borussia Dortmund or whatever, Mönchengladbach, uh, 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 and uh, <laughs> still, and rob them of a goal that What's was that? a regular What's goal. What's the team? Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach. <laughs> Mönchengladbach. If they can steal a game, we didn't steal anything. We just won fair and square. So we'll take it to win and we'll just move on because... Uh, you know, this is our, our DNA is to win, okay? Right. And winning is what counts right now. And since we have a lot of haters in this room and, out, and away from this room, yeah. so the better you guys, the more you guys hate us, the better it the is. Better we we, we play, live for right? this. Guys, we live for this. This is a quote from Je Derek Jeter. Every time we go into a, the opposite field away from home and we oh, see people Jeter. jeering we us, for this. you know, uh, whistling us and just uh, cursing us, I said, this is what we need. The more you keep doing this, the better it is for us. Please do it again. Um, okay? Marv, Marv Diaz uh, sent in a donation. He said uh, that he's been saying that Calabria was a good right back for years, mm. and now he's probably, in his opinion, he's the best right back in Serie A right now. Well, Ooh. I'm not going to exaggerate it, but it's, one, it's, be, it's getting to become one of the best right back uh, by the end of the season, I would say. I would say not top, it will be top three. Okay. Um, for, for Milan also, um, I, I'm just, I, I'm happy for the, the way that they're going about mm. all their stuff. And I, I know that there's also the penalty controversy, if you could call it that, uh, some people were saying that the penalty that Milan rewarded shouldn't have been a penalty. According to the rules, and you could download the IFAB uh, app on your phone and mm -hmm. you could search handball. IFAB is stands for what? Italian Football TV uh, uh, Action uh, yeah. uh, uh, Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I made it up. You got on the spot, Anto. Go ahead. Go it's ahead. A, it's a rule book. It's a rule uh, book. Okay. Yeah. That's the official FIFA rules. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Fabulous was the be honest. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So what does that say? That it says that the, that the penalty was a right penalty. According to the law, that was 100% a penalty kick. Now, if you want to argue saying that the rule should be different, uh, we were listening to ESPN after the game, and, and credit to ESPN that they've started to include coverage after the match, uh, before and after the match. It's, it's a lot nicer. They had Frank Leboeuf, uh, who's a World Cup winner, I believe, for France, and he was saying that for him, he's like, yes, according to the law, that is a penalty kick, but... As a player, or understanding the motion of it, it was so unintentional, and in his opinion, should not be penalty kicks. Not that that should not have been a penalty kick, but I think it brings to a greater question, which we've talked about in the past, that more players, like guys like him, who have won stuff, who understand that football is not a science. It's not so particular where these guys in their rooms want to read and be like, oh, you know, he came in at this angle. There's a flow to it. You have to really be a footballer to understand what's a foul, what's a handball, the motion that the player went in. So I would love to see them get somebody who really understands football or who played football at a top level to help fix the rules and really tailor them to be modern footballers. Yeah, but the risk is because he was even talking this guy, Frank LaBeouf, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, he was talking about interpretation of the rule, right? Every referee has a certain interpretation. But the problem with that is 
and, and we see it all the time. For one game, a ref can see a foul in one light and in another. A uh, referee might not even give a yellow card or a red card or whatever the case might be. So we have to be able to create some sort of standard that for the most part is going to be able to uh, make sure that these fouls or these type of infractions are going to be called the same way. It's a it's a, a harsh penalty to call because the ball wasn't going anywhere near the goal. It was maybe going out of bounds. The guy you see, he's, he's going to jump up. His hand is slightly higher. He's pushed he, a little and bit. He get, he's pushed a little bit, but he gets his, he keeps his hand up there that maybe shouldn't be, and they call the, the penalty. But in the same time, you know, I even mentioned in the past, like uh, the player running away from goal yeah. that gets nicked in the box, is should that be a penalty? So it's just you, you get to the nitty-gritty and all this stuff, and then you're just going to create too many rules, too many things, and too many mm. if, but, when, and the game loses its core value. Um, there's Listen, there's even times where, technically speaking, a foul in the box, and this is by rules, FIFA rules, a foul in the box does not necessarily mean a penalty. Indirect, a, indirect, indirect kick. kick. Yeah, but they true. never call it. So a handball technically, right, I think is an indirect. When they pass it back to the goalkeeper something. and they picks up with yeah, the hand. Yeah, that's an indirect yeah, for that's sure. Indirect, but I'm yeah. saying in, the, in other ways, they are... Uh, indirect fouls that can be called. They rarely call. But they never call. Yeah. They always when call. When was the last penalty. time we saw an indirect kick? The only time ago. is only when they pass back. I know, That's but, the only but time. when was the last time that we saw oh, there was there was recent. It yeah. was recent, yeah. Peter, I know you had you had something about penalties that you were ranting about off camera. Yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. to bring up my uh, stats over here. Mm -hmm. Do you have the list? I just got a little, uh, say, you know, you know how you call me Peter penalty. Yeah. Right? So what was the stats? So you want to hear the stats? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to let go you know. Ahead. I think I need my statistician over here okay. to help me out. Hopefully. Wow. You guys did a lot of homework. I can yeah. see it. This is the homework that you should be doing for you it's guys. It's a group, group <laughs> project. Stupid things. We have a little group project. Oh, wow. Look at this, guys. <laughs> Listen, the heat is getting to those guys. The heat is getting well, to those to guys. This, so let's, let's, see <clears throat> the, let's see the Speak stats. Of so these are in the last, what? How many years? There's no How years. many years? Games. Okay, so based on... 356, the last 356 games. Mm -hmm. Which is 10 years, technically. Okay, we can say that, yeah. Right. 38 right. games for 10 years, right? We have, for Inter, 53 penalties in 356 games. So it's first place, Inter, right? It's last place oh, okay. in Serie A. Well, because in you're not, you're, you're not place, good. You're, you're, first you're going to get into the penalty place, box <laughs> before you in, get the penalty. In first place, place. yeah, with 80 penalties. Mm-hmm. Almost 30 penalties mm -hmm. more than Inter, mm -hmm. AC Milan. Good, because we know we, we play so an offensive I game. We don't play defense. Name, I think we don't play name, Catanaccio. Should be Antonio penalty. Yeah, oh and yeah, I love that. Please call me Antonio penalty, guys. <laughs> I love it. And we're going to buy you a jersey with Antonio and then put the little P in. That's it. <laughs> I think they're trying to hate on us. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Did I say that? That's right. This is what we live for. Okay, Absolutely. we live for this, guys. Respect. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Juventus, mm -hmm. uh, who barely, they were losing against Torino uh, in the derby. Wow. I know the last time that they were losing uh, the derby match. Um, and he was crying, this guy here. <laughs> I, I saw that Pirlo, Pirlo should not be a coach. Pirlo doesn't understand anything. Pirlo this, Pirlo that. I told him, yo, Paisa, take it easy. It's only, it's only the first half. Just give him the time and watch it that Juventus is going to win. Sure enough, I was right. I'm always right. Even when but you're yeah. wrong? I'm always right. You Even when, when I'm wrong, wrong I'm right. right. I mean, you weren't right because I didn't say that Juventus wouldn't win. 
Yeah, you didn't say it, but actually you were you making it, you were alluding to. It's two different things. Yeah, you were on, you, the, cr- the screaming and the crying. I will hear it from uh, from my house. <laughs> it was a text message, but that's it. You guys are miles away from each other. Oh, I can hear that. I can hear that. Uh, a really really bad Juventus. The first half, I think that no Juventus player knew where they were supposed to be. They were all over the place with a head that nobody knew what position they were supposed to be in. Nobody knew who they were they were supposed to pass the ball to. Nobody knew what formation they were playing. It was total chaos. And coming from a Juventus who has pri- who has taken pride in organization and being structured for the past ten years and winning a scudetto of, you know, we're gonna be organized, we're gonna be stay safe, do this, do that, and be able to win the match. It was the complete opposite. It looked like guys who never played together before uh, in this derby. So it was very crazy. Torino was Torino did did well. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, they they did play well in the second half. Uh, Juventus brought on McKenny. By the way, for all the people that were saying uh, about Artur, you know everybody was mad about Artur. There is no Juventus midfield without Artur. Bentancur and Rabiot together are. A disaster. There is no creativity. The guys, besides, and Artur has not been great, right? But at least he tries to break the line. At least he tries to go forward. Bentancourt and Rabiot, while they're good players, they cannot form a center midfield by themselves. In my opinion, this Juventus needs a three-man midfield that actually has guys that don't just do the basics. Don't just pass it lateral, pass it here. You know, try not to make a mistake. And I think that that's what was really crippling that. Yeah. Um, and then going forward, they put McKenny in, mm-hmm. and uh, the match started. They got a little bit of life, a little bit of Grinta. Mm-hmm. He ended up scoring. The By goal. the way, who put McKenny in? Pirlo. Put Thank McKinney. you. Yeah. Well, Pirlo found <laughs> McKenny. And, uh, <laughs> and then put Bonucci, Bonucci scored the game-winning header. For all those that said about McKenny, Anto, what's going on? Sorry. You good? Yeah, I just put sorry. Can talk right now my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There was so many people when Juventus signed this kid, McKenny, saying that he's just a marketing move to get into the U.S. Mm-hmm. audience, the, the jerseys. Everybody loves to say jerseys where I would love to see the stats on how many jerseys sold. That is not why you sign a player uh, for the jerseys. But I, in my opinion, he's probably one of the only players since coming in that really shows fight, really shows heart. And he's playing his part in this Juventus. He's a hard worker. He hustles more than any of the other guys. And he found himself at the right place at the right time because Juventus midfield is so bad that he's actually able to play his part. What was everybody else's thoughts? Um, well, Mike, this is, let me just, Mike, yeah, you go, you go. Go I think the, the key for Juventus to win this game was Quadrato. Quadrato was all over the place. He was the one that just served the two, the assist for the, for the goal to be a, to be a, put it on uh, behind the net. And uh, Quadrato is a player that he can play any position for me. He can play defense, midfield, uh, forwards. Uh, uh, he can play uh, clean up. He can play, uh, you know, uh, uh, disabled drums. list. He can play drums. He can play a uh, trumpet. He can play That's everywhere. Good answer, <laughs> so uh, Quadrato is the key for Juventus to move forward and to win. So I will give a lot more leadership to Quadrato mm-hmm. into the, the team. And I would just let uh, maybe Quadrato being the, the key the, the key of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, Instead of just putting, uh, what's his name? Um, Arthur over there in front of the defense, even Quadrato. No, that's a whole Let me tell you something. Thing. <laughs> Let me tell you completely something. different position. So far, you haven't tried it. <laughs> so far, you never tried Put it for that. Chesney's position. Try? Put it for Chesney. Why don't you try it? He's capable. Quadrato is capable. Quadrato is special because of his speed and uh, you know, what he brings. He knows how to dribble sense. the ball and I, he has a vision of the you game that very few people. 
Alright. Uh, I thought. I th- I th- well, <laughs> I actually, uh, I agree with what you said about Cuadrado, but not the switching position part. Yeah. I think Cuadrado's <laughs> been amazing. He knows how to come up. He plays multiple positions. Uh, you know, he got the assist over there. He scored the goal, which was uh, taken away. Amazing goal outside the box. But uh, Torino, man, are horrible. Even when they're up, you think you have a feeling that they're not going to keep the lead. And right now they're in the relegation zone. I feel like if a decent team played Juve, because I feel like Juve were all over the place, discombobulated, didn't know what was going on. Um, And then that's when Torino went, everyone, 11 men behind the ball, and they were just waiting for Juve to score pretty much. They couldn't hold the lead. I feel if they played like a mid-table team, I don't think Juve would have got the full points. But uh, yeah, Juve, as we all know them, they have that winner's DNA, winner's mentality f- until the last second. Um, I had a question. W- how much longer till Giampaolo stays at Torino until he gets sacked? Is he the next Serie A coach to go? Because with what's going on, he's yeah. he's in relegation zone right now. They're, they've been losing almost every game, and they're doing horrible. Listen, to be honest with you, I watched the game, and think Giampaolo took the game to Juventus. They Maybe were first 10 minutes. Listen, no, minutes. no, 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 no. For more than half, what would say for 75 minutes, they were no, doing, they were doing a great job. Let me tell you something. They were attacking the ball, the ball handler. They were pressing Juventus all the time. And uh, it was not a case that the Juventus uh, couldn't find a way to, uh, Marco says, they couldn't, the people, they, they, were not, they were all over the place. And nobody knew where to be. Nobody was all in the position. It was a mess. It's because Gian, Gianpaolo, he put a lot of pressure on them not to have the time to think. So on that, on that particular side, I give him credit. But as far as having the team on his hands and just bringing the, 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 the results back home, the, even the tie, uh, he's not capable. I mean, uh, he's not a coach that you can, uh, you can uh, rely upon. And uh, I don't think he has the team behind his, uh, you know, his uh, way of thinking about soccer. So uh, to me, to me, it's a middle of the, it could, be, it could go back to Sampdoria or Genova, one of those uh, teams over there, and maybe he'll do okay. Because it's nobody, Torino, I mean, Torino's not yeah. uh, an ambitious club by all means. I think, no. uh, you know, it's just a matter, it's, they lost so many points even this year, this year with the lead. I mean, you go back to, from Juventus, the Lazio, huh? Inter, Lazio, they were up 2 nothing versus Inter, and oh, they lost man. that yeah, game. You were up 1-0 yeah. with Juventus, and you lose that game. Versus Lazio, you're up, and three you lose two, that game. 3-2, 3-2, 5 minutes into the game, yeah. You're up 3-1, you're and right, you tie that right. game. So, like, all, all these things, you say, Giampaolo seems to have put this team in the right position to maybe play good football and win a game, but then they just crumbled. Um, so there is an issue there. And but unfortunately, I'm a, Pete, Pete, I'm a, how much you, uh, you fold this guy here? Well, At the end I, of the day, well, the was, players if, are... I, but I was going to say, unfortunately, yeah. you can't fire... There's an old saying, you can't fire the whole team. You can't fire 11 players. Exactly. So the scapegoat is always the coach. coach. Yeah. You have six, six points in how many games? Ten games. That's way too oh, yeah, little yeah, for yeah, Torino. Yeah, yeah. You're in relegation zone. He's got maybe one more game, two more games. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't change this quick... He's out, about and they're Juvent- gonna they're gonna have to take him out. About Juventus. About Juventus, I said it from the beginning. I mean, this Juventus team is is a question mark. It's a year where you don't know what to expect. Pirlo, no one really knows what to expect. The team, are, as a you know, bunch of singles, they're good. As a, as an actual team playing in unison in a, in in a in a game, it's still we don't know. But you remember, even with Sadi last year, didn't have these spectacular performances that you say, oh. Mm-hmm. What the hell did Pirlo do? So, you know, I, I don't want to put too much blame on Pirlo in, in that sense that we don't see a Juventus that's playing or that's being able to move the ball. Uh, what I do uh, question him uh, on is definitely he's trying to reinvent the wheel. He's not keeping things simple enough. 
He's putting players in different positions. And I know, especially in the in the defensive positions, he's had to make some changes because of injuries. But that being said, you know, keep a simple formation. Read the game. I think he still struggles to read the game a little bit. Um, but I think that's that's going to happen to him. It needs time to, to be able to have the experience to coach a game. But be, that being said, Juventus are 20, uh, 20 points. They're right there for mm-hmm. the mix. Inter has 21, Juventus has 20. So they're playing terribly. And still getting results. But they're getting results. They haven't lost hmm. a game. Same, same like you guys. You've been playing terribly too. And you went up just a week coming up with the wins. We've had games where we've been poor and then games that we've been playing well. Yeah, well. We've just been too up and down. So uh, so you're not that far off from Juventus anyway. So in a matchup with the, between you and Juventus, I think uh, it can go either way, right? I mean, it always can because Juventus have certain players that can change the game at a moment's notice. Uh, what about you guys? Don't you have Lukaku? Oh, yeah. So, Mike, by the, by the way, when are they playing Juventus and, and Inter? When I are, believe when the, January something. I, I can double check. We'll have a party. We're the second to last game. I remember that. Good boy. The mm. uh, one one thing I wanted to add um, about everything. Well, we got a lot of donations coming in. I'm gonna I'm gonna read them off. I, I have everybody saved. Uh, I'll read them off once we're we're done with uh, some of our other topics. Uh, we, we're also filming another podcast tomorrow. It will be on Patreon. Uh, not with you, Anto. You're, you're looking okay. concerned over there. Yeah, <laughs> please. Like, I have to come twice? No, it's going to be with Ludovico and my dad. Since mm-hmm. they, they don't come on, or my dad couldn't come this Sunday, so mm-hmm. it will be on tomorrow's. We'll talk about, uh, obviously a lot about Napoli and uh, take a lot of Patreon questions. So anyone who wants to sign up for our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash IFTV. Uh, Antonio Rants, as always, will be filmed later this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, of course, after Champions League. Because if Inter's out, I think oh. your rant is going to be crazy. I thought we changed his name. Oh, Antonio Uncensored. Unchained. Oh, Antonio Penalty? <laughs> Antonio Penalty. No, no, I was going to say Uncensored. Uncensored. Oh, I like that better. Yeah. But we got to get you like for like a promo in the beginning. Uh-huh. Cursing and stuff. We just bleep you out. Beep, beep, beep. Can Antonio. I oh, the... Can I bleep? Yeah, we could bleep you. Hi. Yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so we, we've got that coming. And we also have some merchandise that is available now uh, on ItalianFootballTV.com. Uh, a lot of like our, our classic uh, box logo, culture tees, and uh, sweatshirt and a crew neck are available. They're going to be available uh, forever now. Mm. Uh, something, some staple items, and then of course, as we do our drops, we'll have them um, also listed over there. Hey, my daughter likes the one with the, with Italian and the flower on the back or something yeah, you like see, that. She missed it. She uh, missed that one. Yeah, but you said you're gonna you're gonna revive the, you, this whole merchandise for, for you for you. Oh, we no. got you. All right, it's no problem. Oh, by the way, so see? you take off Campo Basso, you put on AC Milan. Listen, after you're like a chameleon. Let, let me tell you <laughs> you're like a flipper. Okay. Join the party, Anto. You're on the right side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, guys. This Campo Basso, I think, is going to do well because uh, it's just uh, the resemblance. Uh, the resemblance of AC Milan is just uh, can never hurt. And then uh, you can see that after my, under my t- AC Milan, I got the heart. Yeah, I see at the heart. I like okay, that. Okay, okay. So Both. right now, let me enjoy the AC Milan win because uh, that's what counts. Okay. Uh, we do have. Uh, I'll, I'll read one of the donations because they uh, they gave a good one right now. Uh, Cardi said, "Antonio, when will you apologize to Chiesa? Why? What is it to apologize for? What did he do? So special? What? What? Pretty good. What? For what? Pretty good. Did you what did he Champions do? League? His first goal in Champions League. Listen, he did really well. Listen, against a team that does not exist on geographic maps, <laughs> I can do much better." Okay, I can do much better than that. More of this at Antonio Unzi. Dinamo okay? Kiev. It gets a lot worse. Oh, Kiev is in Ukraine. So what? So what? That's not a team. That's, That's not a team. Uncensored. 
That is not a team. Is What's there to apologize? Are you kidding me? What did he do? What did he do against Torino? He disappeared. He made so many mistakes. <laughs> what did he do? What did he do? You're telling me you're laughing. It's was a la <laughs> guys, this guy it's laughable to watch this guy here play after <laughs> no, Juventus. No, 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 no. I'm laughing at your Oh, you're laughing at me, good. No, Keep no. laughing. I'm not laughing at you. Oh. I'm laughing at your response. Oh, I love that. Okay. Geographical. Yeah. They're geographical. You can't find them on the map. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, nobody knows where those teams are coming from. It's okay, so I did a I great do. job. Wow, I know where they're we coming know, from. we all know. I think yeah. it's just you that doesn't yeah. know. I think no, you did a great job, man. Mm -hmm. He did a very good. I thought he did a great job in. Uh, when you in were in general. school in geography, there was no Ukraine. <laughs> keep him. Listen, keep playing, Kesa. Please keep playing. You're gonna be lagging uh, behind a lot of a lot of teams. Okay. So um, next, uh, there's more donations, but I'll read them as they come. Mm. Balotelli joined Monza. Thank, see, Did this is what say? I was trying to tell uh, Joe Barone. I said, Joe, do me a favor. If you're gonna sign somebody, sign Mario. You need a striker. You need a centravanti. No, look what happened. <laughs> he didn't listen to you. He didn't listen to me, Joe. <laughs> you're gonna be regretting this move that you didn't make so now watch uh, uh, Berlusconi and Galliani they got him back and I'm, I'm sure that they, they didn't, they're not paying him a lot of money because for Balotelli to decide to go to play Monza on second division believe me he's not getting a lot of money so first he's gonna have to finish the campionato and if he does well he's gonna get paid and maybe he's gonna get the extension on the contract I think this is the same contract that Fiorentina will have tender to Balotelli and then Balotelli will have probably been on the spot over there and just showcase whether he's capable to still play soccer at a high level or whether he's not. So there will have been much, not, not a big loss for a Fiorentina to sign somebody like him. So uh, to recap, Monza is in, in second division. Yeah. They're owned by, for those that don't know, uh, Berlusconi and Galliani, who were the famous owner and director of AC Milan, mm -hmm. who built them to their glory days, who also had Balotelli at AC Milan. Galliani said that, you know, he loved, he said, I love Mario. Mm -hmm. He said, but this is truly his last, absolute last, yeah. the very, very last They've been, they've been saying that for the last 20 years, <laughs> and every time they keep resigning him, I'll tell you the reasons why. Because this guy's got, got quality. Balotelli's got quality, so I'll tell you why. Boateng has been brought into Monza. Yes. Balotelli's been in, in, into Monza. It's another player, which I keep forgetting, that is into Monza. So three of the, some of the best players that they, uh, they were, uh, you know, running around, rooming around in the Serie A, now they are with Monza. Monza's got serious ambition to come in Serie A the next uh, year or the next couple of years. So Balotelli, I think, is one of the key that uh, Berlusconi and Galliani, they brought him in to plug him into a team that is going to probably wind up coming to Serie A this season so my my question for the table is at monza going to second division can balotelli revitalize his career he's 30 years old he just turned 30 in august can balotelli revitalize his career yes well, absolutely okay. listen a champion is a champion if you just uh, if you didn't lose your stripe you should support. You're supposed to be just show, showcase them uh, on the field. I don't what? want. I don't want to uh, inhibit your guys's answers. I don't want to touch mm -hmm. on them. But you also criticized Brescia, mm -hmm. saying that Brescia didn't have great players around mm -hmm. Balotelli, and that's why it didn't work. Can't you say the same thing about Monza? Yeah, but Monza is a different story. Why is it in different? The, in Brescia you're facing some of the best team in the Serie A. So in the second division, the 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 level is not as high as the the so level when they in come Serie A. First division, they're gonna be screwed. Well, wait a moment. When, they, when if Monza comes to first division, Monza is gonna upgrade the squad that they have right now. 
Hey, Mike, keep laughing. That's okay. I love you. <laughs> I didn't put on, but I should do that then. What are you no, talking well, about? Yeah, let, let, let tell, I'll tell you the reasons why, Mike. Tell me. You have to answer well, everything over here. answer that, go, Mike. Answer. I, can never, I can answer that. Go, go. First of all, Balotelli, uh, Balotelli's got behind Berlusconi and Galliani. Those people, they're not scra- uh, scrambling for pennies and dimes on the floor. They're not looking into the, you know, they, they, they don't walk in the morning just looking on the floor, <laughs> see if they can find some penny yeah. that somebody dropped. Okay. Those people, they have money on the bank. So if and when the time comes, they're going to put the money on the table and they're going to buy. And Galliani, Galliani, let me remind you something. He's got friendship in Madrid. He's got friendship in Barcelona. He's got friendship all over the world. So Galliani can bring and can plug the right player into this new team Maybe if, they become, if they become if they become a Serie A team to just make a very competitive team for Serie A. What do you think they went to buy, to buy Monza for nothing? <laughs> Those people are not two losers. Berlusconi and Galliani, they're not going to go down like a bunch of losers. If they took Monza as a project, they're going to take Monza to the first division and they're, gonna, they're not going to be one of the lead from first division because the main goal is to take them to first division and eventually yeah. sell the team, sell the team and move on to the next project. Well, the, the, um, the thing is with Monza right now, they've had a, a poor start in Serie B. They, haven't ex- they, they necessarily wanted to compete right away and they're not there. They're a mid-level, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mid-table team right now. And so Balotelli, in a sense, is this is his chance. We know what he can do on the field. It's the problem off the field. It's his antics, his attitude that has led to his demise. Uh, if he's able to understand that, and maybe this can be a reality check for him, a humbling effect, because even the great Cassano, right, he never had to stump or, or go all the way down to a Serie B club. Like This is a real test to, I think, his uh, ability to get another job in another league so listen Monza is a project you said it's an interesting project I think Balotelli is going to be for him to show that he can still score he can still uh, be the difference maker if he can keep his antics to a minimum and and score some goals and maybe bring Monza into a playoff they're they're dangerous they're dangerous so there is an opportunity to go up now and we'll see and I agree with Antonio the difference between a Brescia West Cellino who maybe is very very cheap or very he's looking mm-hmm. at every little Fair corner Fair point. you have Galliani and Berlusconi who have they were able to change or revitalize let's say uh, AC Milan uh, destiny in the 80s it was a good um, I didn't I didn't have the answer that was a good answer I didn't even think that did I answer the question by I the mean, way Mike uh, you as partly uh, oh, I, I really uh, honestly Anto I really hope you're right with this because I like Balotelli I like uh, he seems like a great guy mm-hmm. uh, incre- but I feel like sometimes he got wrong on the wrong side of the stuff for football Sanchez, or for example no I'm just saying uh, he likes to party at night no, I mean no, at that no. age if you don't party at that age when no, you're gonna party when you're no. 90 <laughs> you're gonna party not saying that but regardless of that I really hope they do this I, I said the same thing I said I was very optimistic <laughs> well the party you thing you said you got a party yeah. Can, we, can we do a video Antonio Uncensored with you at a party? Yeah. <laughs> I'd host it. As long as you don't put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, Instagram. Well, no, Instagram. Uh, no Instagram, no Facebook. Oh, just okay. Instagram. Yeah. So I was, opti- <laughs> I was really optimistic with uh, Balotelli Abresh. I really thought he was going to become something and, you know, have a turning point in his career. And sadly, I was mistaken. And I just feel like Serie B is no joke either. Yes, the quality is obviously lower than Serie A. Only three teams go up to, from Serie A, and I don't think Monza is going to be one of those teams, and I don't think Baltal is going to change his career from this. I hope, I really hope I'm wrong, honestly, because uh, 
I like I said, I bowled Ali La, but it's very hard for me to see that happening. Let me tell you something. Even if Monza doesn't go to Serie A and Balotelli scores a bunch of goals, a lot of people they can open true. their eyes and say, "Hey, listen, That's look at this true. guy here. This guy uh, is serious yeah. about it. You know, uh, getting so. back into a you know a competitive uh, uh, setting and all the stuff. So maybe somebody's gonna open their eyes and say, "Hey, look." I think he deserves to be uh, to have another chance. So much, they they're gonna plug him in. Much happier uh, with him going to Monza than going to Vasco. Absolutely. Or mm-hmm. uh, Absolutely. Let's, let's run through the um, donations from Sunil. He said Forza Milan. Uh, we'd have won it easily if not for Rebic's Rebic's. <laughs> <laughs> Rebic was very unlucky. I saw yeah, that the chance of remissed. Very very unlucky. Rebic's this. What what is it? Is it Italian? Profiligacy. What? I've never I don't know that. what the word I, uh, is. Yeah, it could in be the first word. half. I just with Leal back as a striker and Red Beach, we're we're not we're not smart enough. You you got to use easier words. With Leal <laughs> back as a striker and Red Beach on the left, uh, win without Zlatan easily. He's mm-hmm. looking it up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. What's his name again? What's his name? Sunil. Sunil, you're the best. I tell you, you just read the game the proper way. Listen, Red Beach, I've it's seen what's been it's missing. Rebic has been missing few very yeah, lucky shots. Right. Not because he, he's been missing just to hit the net. He's been missing because uh, the people that are deflecting these shots, they, it's very unlucky. Okay? The guy's been very unlucky. It's not like Lukaku that he throws the ball on uh, he throws the ball away and the ball goes in. So uh, Rebic is is deadly. And when uh, the luck is gonna come back uh, into his uh, you know left or right foot, whatever he's gonna be using because he's very good with both feet. I think Rebic is gonna is gonna produce uh, a lot of quantities for us and uh, he's gonna make his point count. Okay? Uh Sunni, you do not have to apologize for the word. It's our fault. There was a real Pro word. Sunni, there's a bunch of losers over here. You have to teach them. Yeah, a bunch of losers, Sunni. Sunni, you're just de- dealing with losers. So if anything, ask me the question. Ashrafi uh, said Real Madrid cannot play for a tie because if Shakhtar get at least a tie from Inter, Real Madrid would be out of the Champions League. Ooh, say something mm. now, Anto. So they, it would be very dangerous for them to play for the Biscotto. All right. Silent. Uh, <laughs> Crickets. H. Preciado said, with four games left before the break, how many of the possible 12 points would be enough to finally say that Milan has a... Lock on a top three finish. That's this guy here. That's this guy here. It's only two games. It's only three games. No, it's four games. Oh, it's only five games. How many games so far, uh, so far, Mike? Ten games, right? Ten games. Oh, ten games. I gave them credit without No, no, you did not. You did not. Mike, you did not. The point is, you keep saying it's only three games, four games, six games. What's the answer to the question? They're doing good, but it's only ten games. But it's only ten games. Well, how many more games do they have to do it? How many of the possible 12 points? Would be able to say that Milan has a lock on a top three finish. How many? So oh, the next I four games. Okay. How many? How many points do the the uh, the Milan have to get within the next four ge- games to say they're gonna get a, a third place finish? A top three. Finish. Oh, okay. Because no, it no. would be technically oh. one third. I, I was thinking for Scudetto. I, I already think. I already changed my thing. I think I was wrong to exclude them out from the top four because they seem very serious now. But in terms of sc- winning the Scudetto, I still feel like yeah, it's very wait. tough. So how many points? Top three. Zero points. So you're I think they have I, I, re- I was already proven so wrong. Points. Yeah, yeah. No, I was already zero points. To have a lock on, he in has the next twelve. If for the next oh, 12 okay, next, okay, S- say six, half of them. Six. I'm already kind of confident that they can. Me, I think we're gonna get. Oh, uh, I think <laughs> we're gonna get twelve <laughs> points. Okay, that's fair. Twelve. <laughs> uh, last um, donations from Mary. 
He said, Antonio, don't let Mike the Flipper ride our Milan wave now that Milan's starting to win. Mary, I'm a Milan fan too. Why don't you understand? Right? Mary, you know, Mary, you know that he's just a closet uh, fan, all right? That's just a big backstop, but I call him I'm Mike. Not. The Mike Milan BS. Fan. Mike, Mike the BS. The this is called Mike BS. Mike, the b- bullshit artist, <laughs> and Mike, the backstabber. So he applies to oh, both of them. Yeah. Okay. How okay. about Mike the Milan fan? No you way. There's no such a thing. There's no such a thing. Doesn't exist. Doesn't it exist? You guys see that the image of Ericsson being oh, subbed up? Wow, I feel bad. I, I feel, I feel I sick on my stomach bad. looking at this guy. This guy here has been ruined by Conte. Again, another great job done by Conte. Conte is the best at doing us. I ruined the reputation and... and uh, and the, the, the quality of uh, top players, in not in Europe, in the world. I mean, this guy is one of the best in Europe, for God's sake. He goes into Conte and, and Conte cannot plug him into his team. Give me a break. Give me a break. The only thing that I keep saying to Conte that I love about him, that he's taking money from Chinese. From, and it's not, from the from, owners. From the, from the owners. Yeah. It's not taking money. I mean, initially okay. I was angry. I said, how can 12 million euro be going to the pocket of this guy when a lot of people that can live off those 12 million? Then I've, I said, oh my God, I, I'm wrong. You found you find your way. I found my maybe, way. Maybe you'll find the way to understand where Ukraine is. Ukraine is. is. We'll show yeah, you all right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll figure that out. Geography lesson, maybe. Oh my on, God. On you see what I have to deal with, guys? <laughs> I mean, you're the one who said it, not us. All right, go ahead. Uh, Peter, anything to touch or same old? Say something uh, about Ericsson. Nice, though. Please. No, I think Ericsson is the utmost professional about the situation. He has not really come out. Said anything. He's been there <laughs> literally going on the field with two minutes in the, you know, left in the game, and he's going there. And he's going why doesn't shake field. hands with Conte? Why does I not? I mean, there's an obvious reason why you wouldn't. I think it's also a, uh, a little disrespectful. From who? From which side? From, from Conte? From Conte. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. I think if you're going to put Ericsson in, Especially the game is 3-1 with 20, 25 minutes to go. If you're going to put Ericsson, you put him after the 3-1. And you put him in maybe 20, 50, you know, 20 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Not injury time. Uh, not, not two minutes Not garbage left. time. That's, that's, that's I disrespectful feel, listen, for a top player. Pete. I just want to say that uh, I think everyone looking at this move back in January, right, when it happened, everybody was like, but Eric, oh, Ericsson would be great, but does he fit into Conte's system? Mm-hmm. And why again. would Conte want this guy? Well, it's the truth, uh, Antonio. I know again, but me, you, you have Inter that p- potentially paid twenty million for this player, or I'm sorry, they paid twenty million for this player, plus giving him seven point five million a year contract. And now you're gonna risk if you're going to sell him in January for only the same amount of money that you bought him for, if not less. This is a problem, and this is a a big blunder by Inter management because. When I said, oh, Ericsson went to Inter and they paid $20 million, was because Conte approved the deal. It seems like he didn't. Dami. He did not? Seems that way. So it was Marotta, Marotta's decision? I don't, I don't know. Dami asked if if you think that uh, Ericsson will work at Juve. Will he think? work at Juve? 100%. He's the oh, type wow. of player that can play at Juventus. Mm-hmm. He's the type of player that can play anywhere. By the way, I also not have to Conte. apologize. It was not Mary. It was Marv. Marv. The, the right. V looked like a Y. Uh, oh. Marv, I'm a Milan fan, right, Anto? <laughs> Sorry about that, Marv. Marv, I like that name. Speaking about, since Ericsson and Tottenham, there was something on my mind uh, before. The great Jose Mourinho is in first place in the Premier League after beating Arsenal today 2-0. First of all, what's your reaction to that? 
To be honest with you, I really don't give a damn. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, the so English hurts, Premier huh? League right now has lost a lot, a lot of qualities because I seen the, I seen the game. They just up and down, up and down. Those people like, like insane. There is no quality, no quality into the game. They just, uh, I said, oh, let's see who's, who's faster on the board. Boom, and they go for up and down, up and down. It's the quality is not there. They, they, it's just. It's one of the most competitive leagues. Yeah, yeah competitive, competitive on what? Who's running faster? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what is this? A relay? What it's is this? The Olympics? This is not the Olympics. <laughs> Soccer is not the Olympics. Soccer is just to be supposed to be some structure, some quality, some uh, some uh, thought. Those those guys are okay. Let me see. Put the ball down the line. Let's see who's, who's running faster. That's all they do. That's all they do. Well, I think what Mourinho is doing with Tottenham is extremely impressive. Uh, like I said, Premier League is one of the hardest leagues, and more so, Tottenham is not a club that's ever really won. Yeah. You know, they're known for kind of being like the losers in England. Like a lot of their, they're usually the butt of every joke. Um, even though Arsenal right now is not doing as well, Arsenal's got a crazy history, history of continuing mm-hmm. to win. Tottenham does not. And I, you know, if you had watched uh, their documentary, Mourinho talks about how they don't have any winning DNA, any winning mentality. Well, they made it the Champions Leagues two years ago. But they that's were not the winning. Yeah, but that's not winning. So what? That's but, not winning. But it, it's about it's about you know continually bring, uh, building on that, not just one time we get there. So I have a question: If Tottenham went on to win the league, mm-hmm. if they went on to win the league, what would be more impressive from Mourinho: the Inter triplete or winning the Premier League with? This Tottenham. None. No, you have me. to choose one. Tripleta, I think. You have to choose one. Back it up. Because uh, Tripleta, you got a pretty much, very few teams have won it. What was it? Th- four four teams? Oh, is it six? Oh, okay. <laughs> six teams won it in Europe. And I feel four like teams. you got pr- to be pretty Only one incredible. team in Italy. You got to be pretty incredible to win it. And yeah, Inter, like Peter just said, Inter's the only team to win it in Italy. Uh, and it's extremely hard. You can have an incredible squad, but if one result doesn't go your way, you're already knocked out of something with a one-off match. So I feel like there's so much more room to, for error in three different competitions. Not saying it's obviously uh, easy to win the championship, but it's one competition. Times it by three, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rebuttal that. Okay. Um, to have some fun, let's play devil's advocate. I it like would be that. much more impressive if he won with Tonham. At Inter, he had a team of superstars, champions, and winners within it. That's true. That he built up uh, for a while. And Inter always had a history of winning. You know, they had won Champions Leagues. They had won the Scudetti. Yeah, they have, Anto. Uh, they have won. <laughs> how many? How many Scudetti did they have before? You know, 15, 18 uh, championships before that. Tottenham does not have that same history. And I would also say that at the time in Serie A, and Coppa Italia, it was not as competitive as it is right now in the Premier League. Far from it. So, Mourinho really had to change the mentality of a Tottenham team with guys that I don't know if anybody on Tottenham has won anything in their career. Well, Bell has won everything. Okay, but Bell's well, Bell not really came, the, Yeah, Bell the, came afterwards, too. Yeah. Huh. He wasn't like the start of the I don't project. know how many of those guys have won. And, and also, you're in the Premier League. And the Premier League is the toughest league in the world right now with some of the best players, some of the best competition. If they would win this and he goes on to win... I say it's more impressive than the three Peter, what do you think? No shot. No shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Devil's advocate, you can go somewhere else. Because to win the treble is, uh, like we said, only six teams ever, have ever won it. Uh, it's you guys about, pound like you guys won. It's about the... We did. Up, we did. It's about the utmost concentration. See, we did. Because to, to win the Scudetto That's alone is, is, a, is a, a tough job. To win the Champions League alone is a tough job. 
to win a double is a tough job. To win the treble is near impossible, and there's only one team in Italy that has ever Tell him, P. So, Tell that being said, Tell that oh, Inter- I, hope Tell wins, P. I hope he wins a quadruple with Tottenham. Yeah, that, uh, I hope. The Kuli, and then everybody the remembers him just for that. What do you mean? No, he all could. I, he all could. I know is that, yes, Premier League is tough, whatever. But Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just brush that to, underneath. No, the, what I'm trying uh, to say is to win all three competitions that you're playing, you everything has to go perfectly. It's true. It, it's yeah. very, very hard. And the, it's not even the physical fatigue because all these players are used to playing. All these, it's the mental That's fatigue. That's right, Pete. Tell it's them. the draining thing. And Mourinho with that team... He he. There was players that said I can run through a wall after Mourinho talks to me, and yeah. that's that's something. If you want to go based off what Mourinho said, he also said the most impressive achievement in his career was making Man United finish in second place. Mm-hmm. Sad. <laughs> so he just saying that he thinks that Man United get so. in second. I don't believe it's more that. impressive. That's, that's intellectual that. prostitution. No. <laughs> <laughs> Prostitution intellettuale. Okay, Mourinho, Ant- il grande no, Mourinho he did say that. that. Anto, let's see your thing with Marco. Just you know, to be honest question. with you, for me, Mourinho, I don't think he's going to win anything right now in England, even though he's first place right now with Tottenham. Yeah, but answer the question, though. If they yeah, but answer the question if they did win. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, will take, I will take more the, the Tottenham uh, win. I agree with him. I, 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 you know, You're I just saying that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like it will be like uh, winning with, uh, it's like it will be Ranieri winning uh, uh, with uh, Yeah, with okay. You Peter, see the players that are on Peter said, I wonder why. My opinion counts. My opinion counts. Yeah, not on this podcast. Okay, so, not on this podcast. And I'll tell you, we're giving him too much credit. The fact that we'll be talking about him, we make him feel more important than what he actually is. The guy's another loser like Conte. So, so uh, let's let's not give you too much credit to uh, to Tottenham, okay? Any other uh, topics before? Oh, by the way, was Ericsson in Tottenham when he yeah. was sold? Of course. So, And I guess who was, uh, the, who was, uh, was Mourinho on, on board to him. let him go? They wanted him. Yeah. He wanted to keep him, right? No, no, Mourinho wanted, Mourinho to, wanted to keep him, but right. Ericsson wanted to leave before. Yeah. All he right. said he was already sold on leaving. Guys, any other topics that we got? Uh, like I said, tomorrow, I uh, think while I mm-hmm. say this, tomorrow we've got the Patreon episode with uh, Ludovico and my dad, Gaetano. Uh, obviously going to be heavy focus on Napoli and everything. And then uh, on the Patreon will also be uh, Anto Uncensored. Um, a little bit about now. Insignia scored a great goal today. Mm. Lots oh, he did? Yes. Yeah. What was the score? 4-0. Against who? Crotone. Freaking stupid-ass Petagna scored in the last minute to ruin wow. my prediction. Wow. <laughs> I had 3-0 and then Petagna of all... He almost missed, too. If you watch that back, Petagna almost missed. Mm. God damn it. Hey, don't forget that Petagna is another AC Milan, uh, you know, DNA kind of a guy. So we brought him in. DNA. And you yeah. lost him. Reject. And we lost Lazio him. Lazio also won 2-1 to Spezia. Uh, Immobile scored, and he scored in each of his last eight Champions League and Serie A matches. So, goal against Spezia, Dortmund, Udinese, two against Zenit, one against Crotone, uh, Torino, Bologna, and Dortmund again. Hey, before we finish, can Pretty we good. go through the prediction? Because I want to know oh, how do we do I have it. it. Any other topics before we get oh, to Oh, the Roma-Sassuolo game, where we were looking for fireworks. Yeah. yeah. It was a good game, even with Roma losing. Pedro, mm-hmm. obviously, I think, you know, the two yellow cards merited the yellow cards mm-hmm. infraction, and he got the red sending off. Uh, Fonseca wasn't too what, happy. What was he? What was he sent off? I think off he was for? arguing about the first uh, foul, first yellow card. But, but was that the first uh, at the end of the first half that was sent yeah, off? Oh, yeah. um, so that was mm. that. But both Roma and Sassuolo got a goal taken away. That's right. Mm. Yeah, um, I liked the game. I watched the game, not entirely, penalty, but I was a three quarter of the game. I was watching on a on a cross in the box. No, it was definitely but a a I think handball. it was. Yeah, handball? Roma was un- unfortunate. Roma was unfortunate. Could it be that the distance was too close? I don't. 
For me, I don't think so. I would agree. I feel like I've seen that those penalties get called all the time. I feel like Roma got. Uh, sure. They could have definitely got the three points, and Sassuolo got lucky that they got a draw for sure yeah. on that one. Mm. Uh, before we continue with that, I just wanted to say, uh, since we're talking about the Premier League, uh, Allegri actually came out saying he would like to play in the Premier League. He coach, not to play, uh, to coach. Oh, yeah, to coach. Yeah. Okay, I think it was pretty obvious. that uh, huh? not to put uh, laces boots. But what do you guys think of that? Do you, uh, what team do you think he would fit in? Listen, uh, if nicely? he was a great coach, don't you think that somebody would have already, uh, you know, <laughs> asked him for, uh, to play? This guy, listen to me, this guy, it's like uh, another, uh, uh, you know... Uh, he wants to go there for me, man. Take it easy. I'm asking. This Allegri has been given too much credit, like Conte right now, and all of a sudden he finds himself si- sitting on the bench. Same way like Spalletti is sitting on the bench. If there were so much of a great coach, you're winning <laughs> with nothing but the top players playing for you. That's not great coaching. You have to show me that you can win. Is Zidane a great coach? Yes, it is. Why? He won everything that he was there to win. Okay. Does he okay. have great players that win? Or? R- right now, he doesn't. Now he's they're doing terrible. But, uh, Zidane is <laughs> not, not. No, it's not. I never said that. I never said that. I'm telling you. You don't have to say it. Let me tell you something. It's the worst Real Madrid ever. La Liga right now. <laughs> La Liga right now is not decided. Okay. okay. So between now and the end of the year, right. then we'll talk about it. You're okay. Right. Zidane, Zidane is still in the, in the contention. Okay. Let's move on from our predictions. Uh, to, to our predictions, oh uh, we're back to me counting the scores. Uh, for those Thank God. That don't Jesus. Know, we had to stop Michael. Don't trust this backstabber over here. I'm in Serie B, by the way, guys. I have Tivopoli. I'll say hi to Valadelli for you guys. <laughs> Put him in jail. Go ahead. Oh, man. What's funny is that I, I told Mike this, and I was like, yo, he's going to get mad at me for saying this. But, you know, he counted that week. He got 11 points, <laughs> which is anymore. something outrageous. The, the next week that I counted, mm-hmm. he got two points. Wow. <laughs> God only knows done? what's going on. You Pete, you che- you're checking him, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to check this time. And uh, it, it did balance out um, after the past two because we didn't have a podcast where we read it. The final, not the final, but right now, as of today, because tomorrow Fiorentina Genoa is on display. I am in last place with 39 points. Oh. Michael is in second to last place with 40 points, so one point ahead. Uh, here's where it gets interesting. There is, there's three people left. There's my dad, there's Antonio, and there's Peter. Two of them are tied for second, and one of them are first. Mm. Michael, if you had to make your guess, who is the one in first, and who are the two that are tied? Since I respect Antonio so much, and he's such a genius, I think he's number one. Am I correct? <laughs> really? You are not correct. Oh, my dad on. and Gaetano are tied with 43 points. My dad and Gaetano is a double. <laughs> <laughs> so who's which one? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy now? Who's your daddy now? Look at my dad and Gaetano. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I thought you took me in as your dad. Wait, I thought that was your son. I'm, I'm not your son? I got, well, I got confused. We look alike. He said, well. We got the same eyes. He said, well, like, yes, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Who's in first place? You're getting people confused. Who's in first place? Your dad or me? <laughs> my dad, <laughs> my dad and Gaetano. Oh, we are on first place? All right, no. <laughs> You're tied for second with 43 points. Uh-huh. Peter is a, a jump above everybody. Whoa. 46 points. How many points on top of and us? In four, uh, and in first place. He's three points on top of you. Wow, it's all right. That's not th- th- don't forget, there's still tomorrow to go mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of points can be played. Actually, Peter, you, and Gaetano all have different results. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're not going to hop up. Uh, but you, you can narrow that gap. 
So things have really, I mean, it's it's a long race. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a fun one. Uh, like so we have the same results for the, the for the Genoa game. The three of us. We all have a Fiorentina win, but we all have different uh, score predictions. I have two one, I think, right? You have two zero. Two zero. Wow. Yeah. You want to mm. copy my dad's two one? No. No. Okay. I don't know. You never know. Uh, one other thing is, we started making Mike send his predictions first too. Yeah. So Antonio, have you been? Did Guys, you I'm being Michael's? jailed over yeah, here. Yeah, I've been copying him. I'm being handcuffed over here to the if wall. If I've been copying him, I would be on the last place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't copy losers. You're not my dad. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> you gotta know who last thing that I know. The last thing that I know. I'm I'm not your daddy now. <laughs> Not yet. But then, not yet. Anthony, you got to pay me for all the years that you missed. Oh, I'll, yeah? I'll, I'll count yeah. everything up. <laughs> no, I never buy buy me a car and we'll, we'll pick it. Pick it easy. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for watching. We'll Still see you first place. With another Still numero uno. Number first one, place. Baby. Congratulations. And, and before we place. finish again, yes, please, again. guys, keep uh, keep following Campo Basso because Campo Basso has not been playing okay. right now. Beautiful jersey. And uh, again, uh, a big uh, shout out to Nicola and uh, Matteo. There you go. That's the shirt. I was wearing this all day on the top. So, so. That, that is a good reminder. Uh, Campo Basso, we, we've been connected with Campo Basso's new owner, uh -huh. who is an Italian-American. And um, the, the top of uh, scouting, mm -hmm. uh, Nicola Cinicione, who will be present for a podcast next week, mm -hmm. uh, December 10th. So it's going to be a great opportunity to speak directly with a man who, number one, came from no money, mm -hmm. built his company, and then bought... Uh, living, living his dream where he said as a kid I always wanted to buy an Italian team was able to buy his team so you guys will have the chance to ask direct questions to Matteo exactly. he's a great guy yep. uh, a lot of fun we had him already uh, we had a good chat any questions that you guys want to hear from him we'll get into his story we'll get into the plans of Campo Basso where they want to be in the future and all that good stuff so as always guys thank you for watching we'll talk to you soon ciao, ciao guys ciao. Forza Monza Woo. Balotelli